Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi, guys. I'm super excited about my guest today for Wednesday Wisdom. I've been following this guy on Twitter for a long time, and the insights he gives to me are just so fascinating. He's an author, a retired professional boxer, competitive chess player, and a self-improvement enthusiast, which you know I love, and I can't wait to chat with him. So let me introduce you to Ed Lattimore. Hi, Ed. Hey, thanks. Hello, hello, hello. So bubbly, so so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) My excitement probably is you're kind of like, whoa, chill out. (laughs) No, no, that's good. You know, so many people want to play it cool and and not not express themselves enthusiastically. And I'm just like, uh, this life is too short to kind of go through it not being expressive. You know, it's crazy. And I don't smile in pictures, but I always laugh. So, I know uh, I've noticed that on your pictures. I laugh a lot, but I don't smile a lot in pictures. It's just a real natural. It's an extreme, you know. I'm either boom or out there. I I like pictures of me better where I'm not smiling. Like I like you had some that you just recently <laughs> did. We did serious. Yeah. Like, I like the pictures of me where I'm like, you know. <laughs> oh, for sure. They 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 send a different. They like every every picture sends a different um image and and as much as i tried to naturally like i've gone really far i think just being myself and i'll probably continue that uh for better or worse but i'm aware that if you if you manipulate certain elements you can achieve certain goals and photography is a really fun place to do that i don't think i'll ever do it so much in my writing but but in, in pictures it's entertaining yeah you could do you could do lots of things like i'm always the photographers that I work with at Creation Studios, I'm always like, uh, young, skinny, and pretty. That's all I want you to do for me. That's it. <laughs> They're like, okay, Heidi, right. We're good. <laughs> so I just ordered your book, uh, and I'm super excited. I cannot wait to dive into that and read that. Not caring what other people think is a superpower. I agree with that. Like, I already agree with it, and I haven't even read it. But it's, uh, I think that's a problem for a lot of people. So I'm super excited about that. And I also, um, I followed your insights and observation on Twitter for like two years now. Um, so I, a lot of your tweets sort of go over my head, but a lot um. of them <laughs> resonate with me deeply. I think that's why I was so excited to connect with you on uh, my podcast. So I think what you're, a lot of them just make me think. Is that is that kind of what you're trying to do is make people think? um you know it's funny a lot of times I'm just uh expressing what what goes through my head or what I observe I, I wouldn't even say there is um an intentional purpose to like make someone think make someone feel no I'm just you know I am very much being me now I'm, I'm doing that with with an angle you know I, I understand that the way to grow and to gain influence is to not use the platform like a personal diary, but rather to use the platform as, as a way to disseminate and distribute value and knowledge. And then from there, you gain people who are interested in seeing more things from you and it, and it snowballs, you grow, you grow, you grow. That is, but, but that's naturally how I am. And I think that's part of why I've had 
an unusual amount of success on the platform and then that transfers nicely to my website and so like uh if, if you're a natural teacher which is what i think i am certain things just are going to be easier for you to do and one of those things is to build a following base solely around making the world a better place you know i don't i don't really do outrage i don't do politics i don't right. it's very much it's been, been built more or less with distributing value and, and i think that's that's something i'm really proud of i love that and i think that i um i see that i i see i feel the authenticity and i i think that's probably why one of the reasons why you relate, people relate to you very much and they like to follow you is, and they retweet you a lot. Like you get a lot, <laughs> you have a lot. Yeah, it really, it helps. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, right now I'm working on a, a book proposal. I want someone to pay me to write my next book. And that, that involves getting a deal and everything. And one of the things you have to do is you have to demonstrate, you know, the platform you have. Right. And I never really like, dug into the people that were following me never because i had no reason to right. i'm looking i'm like wow this is really cool man there's a lot of uh interesting people and uh, scott adams retweeted you the other day yeah he he's a big fan of my stuff i know he really is he probably has retweeted you a bunch more but i i just saw that he retweeted you um the other day and i was like oh, wow that's awesome <laughs> i love him too he's another one <laughs> he's another one that makes me think yeah he's uh, got a so. great mind for things so I've got, I just kind of got off track there. And I think if I could probably do that with you for like four hours, but so, so these are the questions and we're kind of, we kind of try to do them speed round. Um, my podcast, the episodes are short. Uh, okay. We try to keep them short and to the point, just because I want people to be able to gain a lot of quick, informative information where they can get it within a few minutes. And my, um, the interviews tend to go a little bit longer, but uh, I'm, I'm super excited to start. Now, the first two are light and airy. They're just sort of like, hey, here, do you have a morning routine? And what is it? I wake up and get some coffee. Uh, that's <laughs> the first thing I do. Um, and then it depends. I'm, I'm, I try to, I've recognized that when I don't have a morning routine, I tend to slack a little bit in the rest of my life. So when I feel that slack occurring, I try to get up and run immediately uh, or work out. I'm going to start doing that over the summer, get back to waking up and working out because not that I'm not fighting anymore. I don't, I don't have that pressure. So I have to invent that pressure myself. I'm like, man, how do normal people do this? And I've had to learn how to do it over the past two years, but I but I think I'm pretty good. But yeah, that, that's my morning routine, man. I really just wake up, get coffee and then try to get in motion, whether that be with writing or working out. Okay. All right. Good. Now, that um that being said do you are you a big i mean do you have a certain set of hours to, that you like to sleep um nighttime is good i like like when the sun is down but <laughs> other than that uh as long How as many i hours get do you sleep a night i try to get eight yeah. seven you know and and i'm fortunate that i'm not beholden to an alarm clock and haven't been for quite some time so my so so if, if i stay up till one for whatever reason i can sleep till nine like and it's not okay. a big deal but i do find that I, I i enjoy myself and my day better when i wake up early yes i i'm an early bird also but i oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I need to get eight hours of sleep but i usually i'll go to sleep at nine but anyway all right so now 
you're pretty open about the that you've overcome poverty and you as you've gotten older you've overcome addictions and one of them being alcoholism so so many people wonder do I have a drinking problem you know and it could be that they're just casual drinkers and I was pretty fascinated because you have a really clear definition on your website that uh, defines if you have a drinking problem or not whether you're drinking one day a week or seven days a week you say if it's keeping you from getting what you want in life it's a problem yeah I exactly think that makes a lot of sense to me I mean it it makes you stop and think like is there something it, that uh, is keeping that drinking is keeping me from and if that is the case then you have a problem and I I love that you don't drink at all now right no 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 I haven't drank it'll be seven years this December December 23rd will be seven okay. years that's so, right that's what I thought I mean I have read that from you several times you you have tweeted about that so um so what would you say to someone that wants to quit drinking but thinks that it would take all the fun out of life um, you know, that is a thing that a lot of people worried about. Uh, I certainly worried about it. But what you find is that there is a lot of life outside the bar, like a lot of life. Um, I remember when I flew into Fort Worth earlier uh, like last year, maybe and I was like, oh, I've got some time to kill. I've, I, and that was when it was like super clear to me because I remember like old me would be like, let's go find a bar and sit and you know, drink and just be a fool. And me, I, and this new me, I was like, oh, here's a museum. I found a jazz club and everything like that. Took a walk. I mean, there's just, there's so much to do that it's really funny because we we were brought up in the culture of drinking. Yeah. So we don't question it. We don't think, okay, um, there has to be something else better. And then we see and we build friendships around that. Certainly where the university system is set up. Right. We never stop and go wait a second what what else is there and I, I was guilty of the same thing but yeah. once you do it I mean there's just like there's there's so much I, I just I, I can't even think about it and on top of that I'm always clear-minded and I can remember how it goes and I know like if, if I embarrass myself right the fool is because I, I did it you know and right you're like I was sound of mind when I did that I know that yeah you know uh, so so not only is there a lot to do you just get more out of it I love that you know I think that we have normalized drinking to the point to where it's almost abnormal if you don't. And right. What the old joke is, the old joke is, you know, alcohol is the only drug where if you don't do it, people think you have a problem. <laughs> They're like, what's wrong with you? Why, why aren't you drinking? I agree. Okay. So, so I, I like that. You know, that's a really, really valid point. Um, if you go to the airport or you, there's other things that you <laughs> do, I mean, cause that's a probably the first thing a lot of people look for if they've got time to kill. Okay. So good. All right. I like that. I think that's very usable. Now, um, your quote, no one is coming to save you and no one really cares if you fail. <laughs> that is kind of a harsh re reality. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, you know, one of the, the, the cool things about the way I grew up is, is I didn't really have the opportunity to entertain anything, any soft thoughts, you know. Okay. Uh, every, every, there, were, there wasn't a lot of comfort. There wasn't, you know, some pat on the back. It was like, you know, you, you get through this and do it or you don't. You know, I learned, I learned quickly if I didn't, you know, protect the thing, it would be taken from me, whatever. But but as you get older and you meet nice people and you, you somehow can forget 
this until there are incidents that remind you. And when I say this, I don't mean that people are inherently like mean or malicious or selfish. They're just self-interested. And if it comes down to them or you, uh, it's, it should be them, not you. If they're if they have any value, worth, or, or anything, uh, self-respect, etc. Right. And so, what, what, what you know, if a person has the ability to be nice to you and help you, yeah, but you shouldn't count on it. You should count on self-interest winning every time, and usually it does. You know. So, yeah. so if you approach every situation as if you have to make this by yourself and get done, help will be a pleasant surprise. If you approach situations like someone's going to bail you out, the not getting help is going to be a very unpleasant surprise. Yeah. You're going to be surprised either way. You may as well choose the perspective that will be a pleasant surprise. And on top of that, you know, I, I also believe that when you when you're hustling and really making moves, you know, the right people take tend to take notice one way or the other and the help suddenly finds its way to you. I find that when you aren't helping yourself, it's amazing how um, how reluctant people are to give you any advice or opportunities. They just see you're going to waste it. That's, I think that's incredible advice. I mean, I, I, I truly, that resonates with me because it's really about expectations. You know, if you expect something then you know and it doesn't happen now now you how do you deal with that is is how you survive and i love that okay good all right that that now along the same lines your tweet which is the recent tweet that i personally retweeted because i, I just was like what this is so good all right so <laughs> to pull yourself out of the gutter realize that you're on your own to get yourself to the highest level realize that you aren't alone and that it's it resonated with me so much because i'm an entrepreneur and i've done a lot of things on my own i mean of course just like you i've had help but um it's it's also great to know that you can re rely on a team so how do you find people that you trust to team up with once you get to the point to where you want to team up with somebody do you have a team that you work with <laughs> um, you know no, 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 very much not a one-man show, and the man, definitely not. Some of the most important components, like my website, I couldn't do that. Right. <laughs> you know, people always ask me, oh, man, your website's so great. Yeah, do yeah it. your website does look great. You know, a lot of times it's come free and has made a big difference. I think about some of the some of the big wins. The website is the biggest one. Uh, my website is, has been managed by, game, bleh, managed by a guy named John Pearson for a long time. He reached out to me initially uh, three, almost four years ago. And he's like, dude, your website is, you've, you've got some great words, but it's just horrible looking. Right? <laughs> um, you mind if I redo it for you for free? And like, I'll, you know, I'll just let you use that as a, as a free thing and I'll use it as a portfolio. And I hadn't had any experience whatsoever at this point. Uh, so I just took it. And he did a great job and he kept doing a great job for about a year. And he was like, you know, I would like to kind of get paid, whatever. And I'm like, hey, no problem. So I paid him a retainer fee. And then when it came time to redo the website, what it is now. And now I mean, you want to talk about like a monster. I mean, this right. thing faster than, than the all of my competitors. The bounce rate is lower than my competitors. I mean, it's a nice website, great problem. Yes. Uh, and when he, when he said I need to get paid, I had no problem. Because at this point, he's proving himself, proving himself, proving himself. Yeah. Um, with the title for a lot of you know people think I'm great at naming stuff, I am 
right? <laughs> but I had to get a lot of help initially. I had a guy who is now off the internet, uh, Victor Proud, he actually reached out to me one night and he's like, dude, it's a shame you have such a great Twitter account, but you name book something stupid like Twitter poems and insights, um, which was like one like the first thing I put out. And and I told him the original title of Not Caring What the People Think is a superhero, a superpower, and it was gonna be the quotable boxer. And he was like, that's horrible. And he told me why. And then he's like, use any one of your tweets, any one of them, like is better than that. So, <laughs> so, I love it. That's incredible yeah. to me. So you have had people that have and, and it all goes back to your authenticity though. I think I think it all goes back to that. I mean, eventually people, of course, they want, they work with someone. It's just like with me looking at you, I'm like, wow, okay. That is someone that to me, I feel is authentic. And so you just kind of relate to them. All right. So you have been, I've noticed talked, uh, you've been talking a lot about lately emotional control and, um, you know, do you have advice for us on having emotional control in our current crazy environment? Uh, yeah, if, but, but, but it's, it's, it's not easy. It's simple. It's not easy. If people merely remember that, uh, how you feel, you can't control it. And I don't expect anyone to be able to, what I do expect people to do is two things. Uh, one, control the reaction to how they feel you know what is that old saying you know life is not what happens to you it's how you respond to it yeah 120 percent. if a person can do that it solves a lot of problems it's the other thing people can do and this is like the next level right. you need to be able to argue the other person's point that's a, that's a more uh, i guess into uh, a more intellectual mental way of saying you know put yourself in the other person's shoes uh, when you are able to effectively argue another person's perspective, even if it runs contrary, or really especially when it runs contrary to yours, uh, you're going to you're going to remove a lot of anger from your heart. You're going to remove a lot of uh, snap judgment. You'll see where a person's coming from, and then you're much you're just in a much better position to find a solution because right now. The way people react and move, and there are no solutions. There's just no. and we know appeasement. You know, there's a, it's amazing. Uh, one thing that we just can't seem to get right in history is that appeasement never works. We need to have real solutions and talk to people and figure out what's really going on. But that can only happen when one you control your reaction. You know, to go, oh, I want to yell at you, but I'm gonna stop and I'm gonna control and listen, and then also make a concerted effort to see. The other person's perspective to really try and argue and see okay, how did they come to this conclusion and when you can do that you can you're, you're you're just in a much better position to have a conversation and that's what i think will make it that's beautiful advice okay all right so where in the world do you come up with all the inspiration for these consistently fabulous tweets we kind of talked about that earlier but you know, like the coffee's so black. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites. I mean, how many coffee's so black tweets do you have? Like, where? Oh, I don't. Every, every now and then, I'll go through and do a search, and then when I see them, then just retweet them all, and then. Okay. Um, <laughs> laugh, and then 
But uh, but I mean, I'm I'm sure there's quite a bit. There's got to be at this point at least fifteen, maybe twenty. I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm really like I said. I mean, I'm I'm not manufacturing a thing. This is how I think and see the world, and I, I put my humor out there as well as the things that are important to me. Which is kind of dry. Is it dry? Your humor? Um, it can be. <laughs> yeah. You know well, what I really think is that you know they call it a sense, S E N, S E in quotes of yeah. humor okay and so you have to be able to sense i think a real developed you know real developed humor ability will will allow you to go okay dry humor works well here perhaps something's got to be more over the top maybe some more biting sarcasm but but the the goal in my opinion is to always um get people to have a positive reaction more so than if you had I, not uh, used humor. And then when you, when you do that, the beautiful. jokes kind of tell themselves, uh, if that makes sense. Like, like I'm never, you know, I'm always trying to find a way to, to, to crack a joke and, and be really be irreverent and, and just relax. Right. And <laughs> that's a lot easier uh, when you have a sense for kind of where people are feeling uptight or where they're expecting one thing and you go another way. Or sometimes you got to be so over the top that a person just is like, okay, obviously that's a joke, but goodness, that was funny. <laughs> it depends. And I don't even consider myself a funny person. I'm just, I'm just a person who likes to laugh. And yeah. Really holds nothing sacred. So have you, like, and I'll get to my last two questions here too, but have you um, put out a tweet and you're kind of like, oh, this is going to be so good. And then it, like, nobody cares. And then you put uh, out a tweet and you're like, yeah, who cares about this one? And it's like, oh, 100,000 people love it. Um, Not so much on the first one, you know, because I, I don't think like, oh, this is going to be a banger. It's about to pop off. Nah. But I remember there was the one notable tweet in particular, like blew up, and I was like, "Wow, that's interesting." Where, where I said there was a lot of philosophy in Nandi's rap, I was just like, "That that was just me listening to some old Wu Tang," uh, and and I heard him say something. It was it was Wu Tang or Mob Deep. Point is, either way, uh, said something. I was just like, "Man, these guys are always dropping stuff that's like super relevant," and I just yeah, I just put that out there, and that really blew up. And I was like, <laughs> you were like, yes." <laughs> and I actually, like, I actually quote tweeted. I was like, this is one of my, like, this tweet blew up. And I wasn't really expecting that. All right. So let's get to number eight. And then we're going to do nine and 20, 10 because these are easy. All right. So okay. I normally ask about a book. Um, like, what book would you refer? But you have a list of that on your website, which are phenomenal. I mean, the list is great. I love that list. Um, including yours, which is obviously the best, right? And oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I ordered that, so I'm excited. I can't wait. It should be coming in. in oh, uh, man, I, I really yeah. I appreciate that. You yeah. know, it's funny. I, I just have to, you know, warn you. So so I wrote the book, you know, at one point in my development, and now I'm a much better writer. And I'm actually, yeah, like, I'm actually like reading through it going, wow. And I'm, I'm you know, re-editing it because I want to look at it to, to start the voice. I wanted to do, a, do an audio book. And I was like, I'm a much better writer now, and I have resources. Of course. So, so yeah, but but, but well, I can't wait to read your next read your next book too. But but I think you know Russell Brunson says just do it. It's like my podcast. Right, exactly. Just do but it. At the end, at the end, I'm writing a book so as well, and it's going to be terrible because it's my first one. But if you just do it and then keep moving, keep moving forward, and I think that's what my podcast is about. It's like 
you know, everyone has a life and we are all trying to be, you know, successful in our own way. And you just go for it. And if it works, you'll know it. If it doesn't, you pivot, you know? And yeah. so I think, I think that's the important thing. All right. So what podcast, like, do you have a podcast that you listen to that you are like, yeah, I really like this or. Um, I wouldn't say in the, in the traditional sense of a podcast, I, I listen to anything. There are a few guys uh, on, on the YouTube space that I write. Okay. Uh, I guess they, they would be considered a combination of, of black YouTube and, and, um, and like Manosphere YouTube. So I'm. Manosphere? Yeah. Yeah. That's so a thing. To, yeah. Okay. That is a thing. Uh, Donovan Sharp, Kevin Samuels, uh, C Boogie, Minister Jap. Uh, these are all just, I mean, these are some rough personalities. So, okay, so, so that's you're, 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 well, Kevin Samuels is a little, little not so rough, but a lot of these other guys. Uh, okay, I'm going to remember that one then. Kevin Samuels. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's Falcon. So, so, so I'm a big fan of those guys. Um, okay. All right. Other than that, I don't, I don't, uh, it's interesting. I, I always find reading more satisfying than listening to a lot of uh, audio. Like, like one thing I, I hate is when people, I'll be talking to somebody on, on WhatsApp and then I'll see the recording of voice message and I'm like, come on, man. Like now I got to stop and listen to you. I can just glance down whenever, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's really interesting. Okay. All right. So for aspiring writers, cause there's, there are a few that listen to me that are, do you write every day? And is there one thing that's worked the most? I think we already answered this, like for, towards your success. I think we just decided that Twitter and your website, yeah. Twitter and your um, website. I, I try to write something every day, right? Okay. But, but here's the thing about, about making a living as a writer. And I think, I think one could, you know, certainly not in the way I thought I was going to do it, but here we are. The thing about it is, is, it's just as much about creating as it is about understanding the business aspect. And when you, when you really dive into it, you're going to spend a lot of time on the business aspect. Now, fortunately for how we live today, uh, my main kind of tool for that is a writing based platform. Okay. Right. I get to sit and write and tweet, polish, whatever. Right. But I'm always working on something for like like the next book or the next post or the next podcast. So yeah, I think I do write every day. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's how I've, I've grown the site and how I've grown uh, the readership. Okay. See, I, I think that's an I relate to you on that too because I I try to do that as well. I didn't ever think of myself as a writer. I like I said, I'm a designer by trade. And then when I started writing, I was like, oh my gosh, I really like writing. It's it's so fun. It's really that fun. is excellent to hear. Yes. <laughs> okay. So finally, and the last one, and then I'm going to release you because you, I've kept you too long. Finally. Okay. One piece of advice that you'd give yourself when you first were starting right now, like what would you tell yourself? Oh, wow. That's really good. Um, hmm. I would probably tell myself to, to, to realize that that you're going if i knew that i was going to grow the way i grow uh i'd, I'd probably never partner with anyone not not because um i don't think that you ever should partner 
or rather I, I would, I would be more discerning. I would just, you know, and I'm already pretty discerning anyway, but yeah. I like that. More discerning on who you partner with. That's, yeah, that's actually a, really good advice. Have a lot of faith in, in yourself and what you're going to create because uh, if, if you do that correctly, if you do it right, if you do it great, then what should happen is you should build enough value to where, you know, people are going to seek you out to try and help you even more. But if you try to come into this thing, start immediately like, oh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just partner with a bunch of people and grow. You, you'll never, I mean, you, you just can't do it. Or, or, or you'll cap yourself out because what I found is the people with real value and real talent, whatever, uh, eventually the, the what is that? The Bring cream, rises to the top. Yeah. yeah. Does, so I like that. That's that is. I think that's uh, amazing advice to 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 be more discerning on who you partner with when you're first starting. So that's that's awesome. Okay. Well, those were our ten questions, and I know I always say speed style, and then I kind of run them long. But uh, you're fascinating <laughs> to talk to, and I value like, is uh, value. That's all that matters. That value is value, right? So, yeah. how do people get? in touch with you if they would like to look at your courses on, I mean, your website, is that the best place you have? A uh, yeah. You know, fortunately anybody who comes after me with the name Ed Lattimore, they're cooked. They got to get another name because <laughs> uh, my Twitter handle is Ed Lattimore. My Instagram is Ed Lattimore. My website is Ed Lattimore. My Facebook is Ed Lattimore or rather my website is edlattimore.com. But uh, yeah, all that, you know, you, you come sign up. Very happy to have you. If you, if you, you stop on by. Okay, awesome. And you've got lots of good ones. You know, it's, uh, there's a lot of good courses in there. I was going through your site. So that's fabulous. And I want to thank you for your time. And I can't wait to see your next tweet. And I, um, I just want to, you know, honor you for coming on here and blessing us with your presence. Hey, thank you, ma'am. Thank Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends because we're just going to keep going bigger and better places together. And I love that about us. Talk to you in a few days.